0: Hello. Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is Pearson's Loyalty and Swim Test Failure. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, we didn't have a winner, but we hope to this week. Now, Let's get started with our story for this week, Pearson's Loyalty and Swim Test Failure. Because the start of school was set to begin in no time at all, Mama Peters had been in full planning mode for the upcoming school year. The summer had been filled with non-stop activity, like bike riding, crawdadding, scootering, swimming, card games, and friend time. Summer was hot, carefree, and temporary and Pearson and Penelope sensed the approaching conclusion. As they sat together playing another game of 500, they both felt a bit blue, though they couldn't necessarily put their finger on the reason. What's wrong with you two? Mama Peters's tone was one of bewilderment as she sat by knitting a sweater. Oh, I don't know, Mama Peters. I'm just feeling a bit sad. I saw all of our school books that you put on the shelves... And I just don't want summer to end, Pearson said ruefully. Me either. It's such a special time, but it it goes too fast, Penelope added. I understand. It is sad to see the seasons pass, especially when it's been a very sweet season. But when we're tempted to lament, we should instead praise the Lord for all the good he has brought. There's an old hymn, Count Your Blessings, which reminds me that we are to count our blessings and name them one by one. So let's try that now. Let's popcorn pray together about it. Mama Peter's suggestion was a welcome reprieve from the sadness that Pearson and Penelope both felt. So they, along with Patience and Priscilla, Pearson and Penelope's toddler twin sisters, who were playing blocks on the floor, also bowed their heads and closed their eyes. Oh, Lord God. We are so sad that summer is ending. It's such a joyful time for us, and it feels really hard to let go of it. Lord, would you help us to trust your plan for us, that this is the best thing for us. Help us to remember that everything on earth is temporary, but that one day in heaven, for those of us who know you, we will experience uninterrupted joy for all eternity. Lord, help us now to remember the good things that you've done. And I'll start off our prayer time by thanking you, Lord, for all the fun times we had at the pool with the Hicks family this summer. When Mama Peters had finished, there was a short pause before Pearson began. Thank you, Lord, for so many games of 500 and how I nearly won them off. Pearson was jovial and genuinely joyful without one ounce of boasting. Oh, yes, Lord, thank you for that, too. And Jesus, thank you so much that the twins have learned to go potty. Penelope added, in her fast-paced way of talking. Round and round the gratitude went, thanking the Lord for crawdadding, catching a big fat one, biking and getting to go off a ramp, scootering at the skate park, listening to the fictional stories of Charlie's church and the delicious meals Mama Peters made for their summer picnics. In fact, they were so ensconced in their prayers of gratitude to God that nobody noticed when Daddy Peters walked into the house unexpectedly. He was being purposely quiet as he stood next to everyone and waited for a turn to give thanks. Of course, when he began to pray, And thank you, Lord, for the blessing of four children and a wife who loves you so much. Amen. They jumped out of their skin upon hearing his voice. Daddy Peters! The Peters' children all yelled and ran up and hugged his legs. Daddy Peters, what are you doing home before lunchtime? Mama Peters was clearly delighted. Well, I have a fun surprise for everyone. Fred, at work, had a last-minute cancellation at his cabin in Azalea Flats, and he said that I've been working way too hard, and I need to take my family there. So, we are going there for the weekend! As the kids all cheered, Mama Peters was attempting to assimilate all that Daddy Peters had just said. Wait, Daddy Peters, but we need groceries. I haven't gone shopping yet. And and I need to do the laundry. Mama Peters began to frenetically plan. Mama Peters, do not panic, dear. They have a washer and dryer there. And Fred said the kitchen is fully stocked. They even have groceries there. Apparently, the people who were going to use it this weekend paid to have all the supplies there. That sounds like a real great way to do a vacation. Wow! Mama Peters began. This is, well, that's great then. Mama Peters was adjusting her typically well planned heart to try and enjoy something extemporaneous and last minute. Okay, so Pearson, Penelope, you both help Mama Peters pack your bags, and I'll go put the bike trailer on the van and load all the bikes. Actually, on second thought, Pierce, it might be nice to have you with me. I need a man's help. Pearson looked flattered. On it, Daddy Peters! Patience followed Priscilla, who followed Penelope, who followed Mama Peters up the stairs to the bedrooms. Mama Peters began rifling through drawers and pulling out all the necessary clothes, while Penelope loaded them neatly into four backpacks. Sheesh, do I feel disorganized, Mama Peters said softly, mostly to herself. Mama Peters, but you're not. We have all we need. But, Pen, what about the laundry? I have... I have two loads that need to be washed. No, Mama Peters. Remember, Piers and I did both loads this morning and folded one of them? So you only have one, Penelope reminded Mama Peters. Oh, yay, that's right. What would I do without you being such a good helper? Oh, thanks, Mama Peters. As Penelope and Mama Peters continued packing, and Patience and Priscilla watched with fascination, Daddy Peters was outside with Pearson loading the bikes onto the bike rack. Hey, Piers? Grab the pump because we need to make sure to have it with us. We can't have any flat tires. Daddy Peters loaded the twins' bike trailer under the rack. Check. Done. Daddy Peters, will we be doing a lot of biking while we're there? I sure hope so, Pierce. There's an awful lot to do at Azalea Flats. The lake is pristine and its temperature is great for swimming. So we'll be doing some swimming too, I think. And there's a nice flat bike path around the lake. So I want to make sure we ride the path once or twice while we're there. That sounds so fun, Daddy Peters. When we get back, though, that kind of means summer is over. Because school starts on Monday. That's okay, bud. Remember, we just prayed and counted our blessings. God will be faithful in every season. And you can count on that, Pearson. What you have facing you on Monday will not be a hill that's too big to climb. But you shouldn't be climbing Monday's Hill today. It's not Monday yet. Yep, you're right, Daddy Peters. So I'm just going to try to focus on having fun at Azalea Flats, Pearson resolutely declared. After putting together ham sandwiches, veggies, and fruit for their sustenance on the way to the cabin, the Peters family hopped in the car and were on the road toward Azalea Flats. The three-hour drive went by in a snap. When they pulled up to the driveway of Fred's cabin, They were stunned by the sight. In front of them stood an expansive and updated wooden retreat. The cabin was enormous, with river rock sliding and a wraparound front porch. The Peters were more amazed when they walked inside. From the marble countertops in the kitchen, to the oversized river rock fireplace in the living room, to the ping-pong table and pool table in the playroom, and theater seating in the movie theater room, and the five bedrooms and four bathrooms, their collective jaw dropped in astonishment. Okay, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a lovely weekend, Daddy Peters winked at Mama Peters. No doubt about it, Daddy Peters, and look, the back of the house opens right onto the shore. This property is a lakefront property, Mama Peters' tone signaled her delight. Hooray! Pearson and Penelope shouted, almost simultaneously. And then dinner was underway. The fully stocked kitchen gave Mama Peters lots of options for dinner. She chose a marinated tri-tip in the fridge and decided a steak dinner was in order. Penelope was put to the task of peeling potatoes, and Pearson was in charge of chopping cucumbers and tomatoes for salad. No task in the giant house was a chore. The family chattered excitedly about all that they were planning and the dinner was topped off by a walk downtown to a frozen yogurt shop. Pearson loaded his cookies and cream frozen yogurt with sour gummy worms, fruity cereal, and crunchy cookies. Penelope stuck with her favorite, the old standby, chocolate frozen yogurt with peanut butter cups. Daddy and Mama Peters assisted Patience and Priscilla with their own small concoctions of bubblegum frozen yogurt and crushed cookies. They all sat happily at the table, savoring their frozen yogurts. It's safe to say that they were all bowled over by the provisions that God had provided for them. Upon returning to the cabin, they watched a country-western movie in the movie theater room and then, exhausted, they all went to bed. The next morning, they were greeted with the smells of sausage and bacon and eggs and French toast that Mama Peters was cooking downstairs. Following their noses, the family walked downstairs and sat down to eat breakfast. Daddy Peters led family worship and talked much about the verse, and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He explained to his family how it's not because of works done by anyone, but that God, in his infinite kindness on display towards sinners, gives grace to undeserving people. He spoke about the gracious gifts that God gives his people, including the cabin and he ended with the fact that God would also graciously transition the family back to work when the time came. After closing in prayer, Daddy Peters told everyone to put their swimsuits on and to slather themselves in sunscreen. They would spend the day on the shore. Pearson, Penelope, Priscilla, and Patience were almost giddy with excitement as they ran into their rooms and rifled through their clothing. Penelope located Patience's swimsuit first, and put it on her. It was two-piece with full coverage. The top was a rash card with red roses and butterfly sleeves. Priscilla's was the same style, except with white polka dots on a navy background. After dressing her twin sisters, Penelope pulled on her classic black suit. Mama Peters was waiting for them at the bottom of the stairs with a can of sunscreen. She sprayed the girls, and Penelope helped rub it in. Pearson and Daddy Peters joined them next, and both of them piled on the sunscreen. I'm not going to pack food for the beach, since the beach is right outside that door. Mama Peters pointed to the sliding patio door, where on just the other side of it, the beach awaited them. When it's time for lunch, we'll just walk a few steps and be back inside the cabin where we'll eat lunch. This is the way to vacation, Mama Peters said playfully. How right you are, dear. Daddy Peters responded, kissing Mama Peters on the forehead. The Peters walked outside and laid out their towels on the sandy beach. There was what looked to be a comfortable set of outdoor furniture, including some chaise lounges, that Daddy and Mama Peters immediately made their own. Hey, look! There's a lifeguard, too! Pearson pointed to a tall, white, wooden chair with a lifeguard in red clad sitting in it. Wow! That must be by agreement with all the neighbors. That's kind of nice. And there are buoys, too, Daddy Peters added. As they scanned the horizon, Pearson noticed a sign. Daddy Peters, that sign says that only children who pass the swim test may swim past the buoys to the slide, Pearson read. Oh, that sign must be talking about the dock with the slide on it over there. That looks like a lot of fun. Daddy Peters pointed out the dock with the slide. Penelope felt her heart flutter with nervousness. I don't know that I can pass a swim test, Daddy Peters. I, I don't, I don't swim all that well. Oh, honey, you know how to swim. You don't need to worry. Mama Peters encouraged. But Mama Peters, I can't swim any of, uh, any of the strokes like the other kids can. And, and I, I just don't, I, I just don't think I can pass that test. Well, we aren't going to worry about it, Pen. We'll just pray about it. And if you don't pass, it'll still be fun just to play on the beach. Before too long. More and more people began to crowd the shore, and some kids, about Pearson's age, began digging in the sand next to Pearson and Penelope. Soon, all of them were chatting, though Pearson and Penelope noticed right off the bat that some of them didn't seem particularly kind. And though they weren't outright rude, they made cutting remarks to one another. Pearson and Penelope recognized that the way they were talking wasn't pleasing to the Lord. However, their topic of conversation shifted. It's getting warm! I'm going to go take the test and play on the slide. One of the boys noted to a chorus of, Me too! Pearson looked at Penelope. You want to try? I don't know. I'm I'm pretty nervous. Penelope whispered. You coming? The older boy asked Pearson. Hold on. I'm checking with Penelope. Oh, just leave her. She seems like a scared little baby. Hey, bro. That's my sister you're talking about. Don't talk about her that way. Pearson responded defensively. I'm not saying anything, really. But But look! Your sister looks terrified, Penelope looked at the boy. She knew he was right. She was terrified. She wasn't a particularly good swimmer, though she was able to swim, but she wasn't sure that she could pass the test. So what? That doesn't mean anything, and it's really not your business. Pearson continued to defend Penelope. Well, suit yourself, bro, because I'm going to the slide, the boy retorted. Pearson watched as a gang of kids ran together to take their swim tests. Nellie, you'll be fine. Mama Peters told you to pray, so you should just pray. You want me to pray with you? Pearson asked sweetly. Penelope nodded, and Pearson prayed hard that Penelope would pass the test and that she would trust God no matter what the outcome. After Pearson finished praying, they walked slowly over to the lifeguard and asked to take the test. The lifeguard looked at them nonchalantly and explained all that they had to do. Okay, first, you need to be able to swim out to that buoy, freestyle, and then you need to return doing the backstroke. Penelope listened and nervously nodded. She was good at dog paddling, but she would try her best to pass the swim test. Without waiting too long, she and Pearson began walking out to the water and started the freestyle portion of the test. Pearson, who was more naturally athletic than Penelope, was able to easily swim the freestyle stroke. But when he looked over at Penelope, he noticed she was struggling. Pearson knew that Penelope was able to make it the whole way. But freestyle wasn't her strong suit, so she kept resorting to dog paddling. Pearson stopped swimming. You got this, Nellie. Just get to the buoy, he encouraged. Penelope struggled hard to bring her arms consistently one after the other out of the water in her freestyle. But between strokes, she would doggy paddle. And it occurred to Pearson that what Penelope feared would likely be the end result. She would not pass the swim test. And in that moment of realization, he made a decision. He wouldn't stop doing his best, but he would stay behind with his sister to encourage her and make sure she somehow got to the buoys. Even if that meant that they wouldn't pass the swim test, he would dog paddle with his sister the rest of the way, flubbing his own chances to pass the test. And indeed, When they were finished, the lifeguard, who had been nonchalant before, looked at them with sympathy and compassion. Guys, you did great. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to play out on the slide. But if you want to try it again, I'd be happy to watch you try the test again. And just so you know, the slide is super hot today, so it might not be as fun. The lifeguard's voice was full of kindness. Well, thank you, Pearson answered. Pearson and Penelope strolled back to their spot in the sand in silence, both lost in thought. Upon seeing Pearson and Penelope return, Daddy Peters asked, So did you guys pass? Nope. We didn't, Pearson replied, but that's okay. We're happy to play on the shore here. Daddy Peters... I didn't do a very good job at all. I all he, all he could do was keep dog paddling. I I would swim and then I would lose my strength and I would dog paddle. And then Pearson who was going really fast and really doing really well stopped and he he encouraged me, but I I just couldn't do it. And then then all of a sudden Pearson wasn't doing his freestyle very well and then the lifeguard said that we couldn't pass. And so "Oh, really? Both of you didn't pass?" Mama Peters inquired. "No, neither one of us did, Mama Peters." Pearson answered casually. Penelope looked thoughtful and turned to Pearson. Piers, why didn't you just swim on without me? You're a much better swimmer and, and you could have passed and had fun on the slide. Nellie, I didn't deliberately not pass the test, but I did deliberately stay with you and dog paddle because I wanted to make sure that you got to the buoy safely and that, and that even if I didn't pass, I would be an encouragement to you to not give up and keep paddling and besides who was i going to enjoy the slide with if i would passed and you didn't you heard how rude some of those kids could be daddy and mama peter's eyes filled with tears over the love that pearson had for his sister here's buddy what a kind gesture daddy peter's observed what you did reflects what romans 12:10 says love one another with brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honor And you've done just that. Right at this very moment, you could easily be out there sliding on that slide with other people that you don't know, but you chose instead to unselfishly stay behind with Penelope. Penelope's heart swelled, and she hugged her brother, who hugged her back. Thanks so much, Pearson. It's like what the Bible says. A friend sticks closer than a brother. But this time, the friend is my brother. This is Grandmom's Corner. In our story this week, the Peters' kids were glum because school was starting again and their summer was nearly over. Mama Peters totally understood why Pearson and Penelope would feel the way they were feeling, but she encouraged them to think on good things and noble things and praiseworthy things, as it says to do in Philippians 4.8. That got me to thinking about a little story that I'll just call The Fence. And since my husband pays far more attention to the fence than do I, he's here to tell the story.
1: Well, first of all, our our fence is wood and we have our backyard fenced in essentially on three sides. We have two neighbors that are adjacent to us that is side by side with us. And then we have two neighbors in the back. When we moved in here almost 20 years ago, the fence wasn't perfect, it wasn't brand new, but it wasn't in ill repair, it was Uh functional, but with Uh weather and a lot of sunshine that we get out here, the wood starts to decay, right? Uh That's just a natural process Uh of actually happens because of sin, so we have decay. And so our fence over the last 18, 19 years or so has gone gradually in the way of becoming decayed or breaking down.
0: And so over the years, my husband has maintained the fence. We've talked about how he's a chemistry teacher and he's not a wood builder. Not and a carpenter. He's, and so he would, you know, try to keep that fence from falling because over the years it has started to lean.
1: Yes, uh, lean is probably a <laughs> very understated word. It really was almost falling down in the back. So at the beginning of the summer, I took a look at the fence, and I thought, wow, I'm going to have a little bit of work to do this summer. I'm going to just patch the fence, try to maybe change out a post, and honestly hope and pray for the best. Mm-hmm. It was a daunting thought, and every time I would go to the backyard, I'd look at it and say, wow, I got some work to do here, prayed about it, and said, Lord, you know, if you, if you would, can you please give me some wisdom regarding this fence? But one day, sort of randomly, right, and we can say random if we want to, but the Lord just mm-hmm. sort of, I guess, put it in our neighbor's mind to get the ball rolling and to start doing something about the fence. And I didn't know anything about it. And our doorbell rang, and it was our neighbor who was next next door to us. And I opened the door and greeted him. And he said, I was just talking to the neighbor across the way, and he would like to begin the process of putting in a new fence. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to do that? And I I just about jumped for joy. So I said, absolutely I do. So the work began and right at the beginning of the process, I had another knock on the door and it was the same neighbor again who's next to us asked me to come over and take a look at the beginning of the work of the fence project and in the process they said we'd really like to replace the fence that's between our house and yours. Would you like to do that? We had been doing lots of home repairs so I wasn't sure how much money we had to be able to put into this. I said well I'll think about it and then immediately came home and talked to grandma and she responded, yes, let's do that. I thought that this was gonna take me a lot of time and effort, and Mm -hmm. the Lord just took care of all of that. Mm -hmm. It was unexpected, I mean, I I was praying, but and it was a real blessing, and it just showed me Mm even in the midst of what's been a very tough year and a half, that God works in the little things. And I've talked here before about God feeding the birds, and that was just one of those other things that he reminded me, and he continues to remind me to not worry. If he's there to feed the birds and to take care of the flowers of the field and the grass, then he's certainly big enough to take care of the fence and to do it really without my help.
0: Each time that we go outside to our backyard, the fence stands as somewhat of a monument. It reminds us what God did for us this summer. And God is amazing. The Lord willing. We'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.